This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim, Pastor Michael, and Pastor Craig with us today in the studio. We've been answering questions on the spiritual realm and spiritual warfare. So, Pastor Michael, what is our first question for today? All righty. The first question is... One that I don't know the answer to, so I'm going to punt. How biblical helpful do you think Frank Peretti's depiction of spiritual warfare in this present darkness series is? Who's read the book? Tim, have you? Go go for it, Craig. Craig. So so I read this a long time ago, and I don't remember a lot about it, other Mm -hmm. than it was was an entertaining book. It's an allegory. It's, Mm -hmm. It's just a story about these people and how they were spiritually oppressed and the ways that the devil got in and got his foot in the door and that kind of thing. I didn't sense anything majorly awkward about it. Um, I, you you can't read it as scripture, obviously, mm, yep. but it definitely opens your eyes to what the possibilities are. And what is his premise behind the this present darkness? The spiritual warfare that's taking place around us on a regular mm. basis. He so tries to like quantify it, right? Yeah. For like everyday language and everyday world, like what it might yeah, look like. Yeah, what does like. it look like? Right. So I don't think the book is a bad book because it's not saying this is truth. I think it's actually kind of a, a nice, uh, interesting book because it uh, it opens your eyes to what this might look yeah, like. What, how, how it could be planned And how out. it could happen, yeah. I think it's yeah, funny so. that you're like, oh, it's a nice book. <laughs> it's a nice book. <laughs> it's a nice book. So read, if you want to feel good. Read screw tape letters. That's much <laughs> yeah. better. So yeah, really nice C.S. Lewis. Lewis. Yep. Can't go wrong. All right, next question. Do demonic possessions still happen today? Yes. 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 Good. Yes. Next question. People are claiming to be spiritual without knowing Jesus. Is that possible? No. Doesn't the spirit solely come from God? So we got to make a said, distinction yeah, here yeah, because this, we have the vernacular and the way the word yeah. is used. You know, like I'm spiritual, right? Which means I'm in tuned maybe with, with some cultural things. conception of a spirituality yeah. and whatnot. Um, there's the word that the, the way the Bible uses spiritual, which is um, always in a holy way. Always. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which means you can discern spiritual things or things pertaining to the actual spirit realm. Okay, so let me clarify if I can. So if we're saying spiritual with a small s versus spiritual with a big s. Um, I just like hearing you say that on the yeah. <laughs> I A big s. I, a big s? I don't know about that. Uh, I don't think... Uh, because <laughs> I... <laughs> he doesn't get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just <laughs> let me go. <laughs> I, I'm hung up. I'm hung up on okay. Like there's big G, little G, God, right? Yeah. But there's no like little ass, big ass, spiritual. <laughs> oh yeah, there is. There is. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So. <laughs> he sounds like he's been smoking for 30 years. I've never heard him laugh like that. You're wheezing. Stop saying this. All right. And we're going to continue on, audience. I want to oh, take a moment and genuinely apologize for my friends. They took their pastor hat off for a moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thought this was a secular podcast. All right. <laughs> so we continue to go on yeah. and uh, say, okay, for your sake, we'll oh, make a distinction a between. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. No. The big and small letter that comes before T. <laughs> so, what's the question? <laughs> Can we just define it a different way? Yeah. Next question. Okay, we're going to officially move on from that question. Thank God. That was of zero benefit to our audience. 
And uh, so this question is, how do I discern areas of deception in my life? Mm. Mm. Great question. We gave some of this answer this morning in our Q&A time. The live thing. The live you know, thing. Like the yeah, the live thing. Yeah. Not, not the podcast. Yeah. Two things. You got to know the word of God and you got to know it well. And you got to know truth and you got to know what the real truth is. Mm. Satan is the great deceiver. Mm -hmm. He is the ultimate liar, the accuser of the brethren. Father of lies. Father of lies. Mm -hmm. Yep, there's the line that I'm looking for. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. And he was referring to the spiritual realm here. The problem that we have is that we don't discern what's really going on and we get easily deceived by our own heart by the way in which Satan and his forces can interject little darts into our life. Now, did that really happen? Mm. Is that really true? I mean, when mm. you go back to the Garden of Eden, that's yep. exactly what he did with Eve. You know, did God mm. really say, don't eat of this? Did he really say that? And by the way, you know, if you do, do you know that he's kind of holding back on you? You know what's crazy about that is Eve and Adam and Eve had, Eve, mm -hmm. had everything she needed to discern accurately Satan's word. Sure. She had God's clear command, mm -hmm. which the foundation for discernment, which this person wants to know, how do I discern? The, the foundation for all discernment is understanding of God's word. And as ideas come at you, you're able to discern truth because you have a foundation that's laid for you. God's word is the foundation for truth. And and I know we, we're so cliche. We're like, read the Bible. And read the Bible. You know, but it's like, okay, I want to have good hygiene. Well, brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how else are you going to transform? Something has to help transform your mind from the fallenness that you've experienced your entire life to something that God wants it to be. Romans mm. 12, 1 and 2. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing yeah, of your mind right. so that you may yep. know God's perfect will. Yep, totally. Just on a practical note, I was reading through Programs Progress recently, and the way that Satan will come at us a lot of times is just with the questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and we begin to worship those questions. We begin to think about those questions and digest on those and almost worship those. And that keeps us ever from looking for the yep. true like We answers. spend all this time on the question. On the question. Yep. When the word of God actually already is usually all often the just directly addresses it, yep. which is crazy. We right. need to go on. Next question. Yep. Let's move on. All right. So here you go, Pastor Craig. If Pastor Michael had a shoe company, what would it be called? Do you Indulgence. know this Indulgence? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> what is it, Mike? What? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What is this right, shoe audience, business? Audience. So, toes, so help toes me God. Us. So help me God. If anybody listening to this this podcast starts a shoe company after my shoe company, I will come after you. Okay. Wait, so you're saying you better copyright this this name this right now. This is verbally copyrighted. So Fun I will sue you. No, <laughs> no. All right. So okay, I'm going to be honest. It's borderline genius. But um, so the origin of this comes from um, a friend of mine in college. And uh, her first name, won't tell you, but her last name was Garces. And I always told her, said, if I ever marry you, I am taking your last name. And she said, why? I'd be like, because then I would be Michael Garces, which is like the, <laughs> the awesomest name ever. So one day I was like, you know, I need to start, start a shoe company because basically men's shoes are deplorable. And uh, so I'm like, I, I feel like I could improve the world and make it better. And uh, one day I was sitting there in the, in the shower and I had the greatest tagline. You're okay? sitting in the shower. <laughs> True statement. <laughs> you stand? You, you said it. That's good. That's fine. It's really weird that you stand, but all right, whatever. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, our, our audience is now getting these yeah. pictures in their mind. So, 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 so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the tagline yeah, and then I'll tell you a story. Okay. Right. So the tagline is not 
it's a, I, the accent's very particular. And it, the tagline is, now that is confidence. But you have to say it like this. All right. Now that is confidence. So now, that sounds stupid, but until you hear, until you hear what happens, okay? So um, imagine you're watching a commercial and- um, You've thought this out. Oh, you, you put a lot of thought in this. You right? have no idea. So it's like uh, you're in an Italian restaurant and the, and the, um, the camera's panning under the tables and you see everybody's shoes. And all the guys are like nervous and they got these ugly shoes on. And they're all nervous and the girl's calm, cool, and collected. And, and it's just going from table to table. Then it stops at this table and this dude has Michael Garcia's boots on. And uh, the girl is all nervous. And it just pauses. And the guy comes down and says, Michael Garcia's, no debt is confidence. <laughs> you want to hear my boat shoe one? This is great. Okay. Is so, it as long as that one? <laughs> so now how does this revolve sh- around sh- the spiritual realm? Sh- just wait, you'll hear. <laughs> so, Michael is shushing too. This is, <laughs> this is important. I'm hoping he's gonna get there. This is important. So there's a boat shoe, right? Which boat shoes are notoriously ugly, but Michael got a says it's the best ones ever. So uh Gotta so there's this uh, all these guys in this this boat, right? And they're fishing, right? And um, they're fishing and nothing's happening. They got butt ugly boat shoes on. And so they're fishing and, and they're getting these little dinky ones or whatever. And then Michael Garces, who's the actual person in these scenarios, he's sitting up with his feet up in the air. And as everybody's just like, ah, oh, they're getting these little dinky little like whatever. Fish sticks. Uh, yeah, basically. Michael Garces sits there and this huge fish just jumps onto the boat right next to him. It says, <laughs> so Michael Garces, not dead. It's confidence. <laughs> Isn't that good? It's kind of good, right? It's yeah. Michael. Keep, yeah. keep your day job. Yeah. No, it's appealing. <laughs> that is appealing. I got more. Another episode. Okay. Let, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's, a, I don't know where these shoe co- questions come from. <laughs> if, if, if I wore shoes like Pastor Michael, would I be closer to Jesus? No, but you'd be confident. I'd be uh, confident. No, you're no, wrong. No yes, debt. you would be closer to Jesus. <laughs> no debt. False. No debt. <laughs> no debt is confidence. <laughs> All right, next one. Fi- I'm trying to figure out what accent that is. That is Italian. What is that? No, it's a, it's a German. It's Michael Garcés. Okay, all right. Just keep going. <laughs> On a serious note, if we aren't to be afraid of Satan, why don't we always feel victorious? Mm. Mm. I'll take this one. Take it. It won't be as interesting as Michael Garcés, but I think I can handle <laughs> this one. Okay, good. Um, because we're not believing reality. Really, that's what it is. So that would be the main thing. Because. Mm. Uh, we have victory in Jesus. He is defeated, Satan, not Jesus. Uh, the demonic realm is defeated. They are disarmed. They are dismantled. Um, and so, like, we have victory. Here's here's where, number one, would be wrong thinking about what's happening here. And so, for example, Paul has a thorn in his flesh. If he's thinking wrongly, he's going to think to himself, oh, no, Satan is winning. Oh, no, mm. no, 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 no. That is not the case. Satan was permitted to do that for God's bigger purposes. Mm-hmm. So if there is, for a Christian, demonic oppression, at the end of the day, it is not because the demon is winning. It is because God is accomplishing through that demon something greater. Satan is, uh, Satan's already defeated. Um, the other reason why we may feel that way is because we're thinking wrong about suffering and pain, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that is that, oh, if my life isn't perfect, if my body isn't functioning, if I'm not happy, healthy, and wealthy, um, then therefore there must be some kind of demonic oppression or whatever. And when it comes down to it, we have victory. And Jesus' promise for us is not that we're, it's not that we're always going to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. 
And um, so I would just say they're believing something wrong about our victory. They're believing something wrong about God's intention for our life right now. It's the feeling. The feelings. The the feelings. Yes. We live and die to us. Yeah. We live and die by our feeling, especially in this culture. So if I feel like God is not hearing my prayers, if I feel like, then that must be truth. Mm -hmm. And that that's from the father of lies because you read scripture and it says when God's children pray, God hears them. And when they suffer, God is there with them. And and when they feel alone, God sticks closer than a brother. So we interject the gospel into a dying, falling world, and we win that way because the light pierces the darkness. All right, last question, and uh, it's a doozy. Is Joel Osteen an angel of light from the devil? Mm. I'll give my answer. Okay. I don't know. I don't like the vast majority of what he says, and when he was cornered on Larry King, as we had a behind-the-scenes discussion earlier, he sounded like a complete... uh, False teacher. false teacher and then he he's just pandering yeah and then he apologized later so and clarified his belief in a, in a clear articulation of the gospel my issue is that his whether or not he is going to go to heaven or hell i won't right now be the judge of but what i can say is that his teaching is demonically influenced because it doesn't what it doesn't include the gospel it's health and wealth yeah yeah yeah. Whereas Benny Hinn, I have no categories of that guy understanding the gospel in with any clarity whatsoever. Yeah. He's a swindler, right? Um, I'm not saying that Joel Osteen isn't a swindler. I just I know that Joel Osteen can articulate a clear, simple gospel in a way Benny Hinn cannot. I have nothing to say on that. Just saying. Yeah. Anything? Disagree? I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you in this. Uh, I, I can't say. It, what makes me very nervous about his teaching is it. It is health, wealth, and prosperity. Yep. That is not the gospel of the New Testament. Nope. The gospel of the New Testament, Jesus says, you will suffer and you will be persecuted yep. for the name of Jesus. Health and wealth teaching is satanic in origins because it is a complete misrepresentation of God. That's right. And it causes people to wag their finger at God or misappropriate the blame for pain and suffering and whatnot. Anyway, so- And it just makes me yeah. nervous to tell people, come to Jesus, your world will be fixed, all your suffering will go away, you'll get, you get lots of money, and then when that doesn't happen- now they're disillusioned. Okay, I'll tell you what where's I, God? Where's God at? You know, I was yeah. told this. I'll tell you what I like. I like that he can smile on his, and there can be like a little glimmer on his tooth, like bling. Like that's, <laughs> I think that's cool. To interject scripture into some of this. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. <laughs> uh, Peter and Jude talk a lot about. They do. These kinds false of teachers. people that uh, about, are false teachers. About. I'm just saying that like it's written. <laughs> so when you, when you listen to somebody that is articulating the gospel or says that they're articulating the gospel, the question you need to ask yourselves is, are they articulating are the Are they gospel? really doing it? Can yep. you hear that loud and clear? And if you are unsure about that, read through First, Second Peter, and Jude. Here's one verse in Jude. And God has little patience for these, these folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he says that, you know, they fatten themselves on the backs of others, and and obviously they do. Mm-hmm. Verse 11, Jude 1, woe to them, for they walk in the way of Cain. What is that? Selfishness, unhappy with God. Mm-hmm. And they abandon themselves for the sake of gain into Balaam's error and are perished in Korah's rebellion. What's Balaam's error? Well, it's selling God for yep. personal gain. And so these are included in this list of people. And, and then he says, you know, they are... They are twice dead. They are uprooted trees. They are wild waves of the sea foaming up their own shame. So God has little patience for these folks. Oh, wow. um, and so that needs to be said as far as where God stands on this. However, it's very difficult to nail that down when you see it on TV, when you hear it yep. for yourself. If you want to read the books, 
um, I would recommend that there's a whole lot of other books you should be reading that will benefit you spiritually other yep. than the health and wealth and um, you know even the titles of these books sure should they need to be taken off the shelves yep we're gonna close and uh, if I'll just take the final word don't build your theology or your oh, primary goodness. Bible intake or sermon intake off of him. Not at all. Just ignore him. And I think you'll be a better person. So uh, join us tomorrow. And uh, we're going to go on more questions here. You guys gave us some doozies. We love it. Um, we're going to talk about um, the demonic disguising itself, parents dealing with evil entertainment. Um, the list just goes on and on. Generational curses. Um, how do you know if someone is possessed by a demon? Uh, the list again goes on. So join us tomorrow. We look forward to it. Pastor Craig, Pastor Tim, and myself will be back in the studio and we are going to go at these.